Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Record Rangers podcast. I'm Gavin Berry and today I'm joined by the Daily Record sport writer Andy Newport. We'll look over Thursday night's 1-1 draw in Leon, which uh, keeps Giovanni Van Bronckhorst's unbeaten start to life as Rangers boss going ahead of Sunday's trip to Harps. Andy, uh, most importantly, well I'll say most importantly, that's not true because Rangers had already secured their, secured their place in Monday's draw, but most importantly is they now know who they can face. So let's just cut to the chase because that uh, on Friday morning or even Thursday night really is, is, um, is uh, Atalanta were the last team that could join them, uh, the last team that they could face, sorry, um, making up that list. So Rangers fans will all be looking at that list and thinking, who do they want to draw? I think Ali McCoy is roaring for Sheriff of Moldova. What about you? Well, I think uh, Barcelona's the glamour tie as well, and given the sort of troubles they're having at the moment, um, I don't think they'll hold all that much um, fear for, for Rangers. I mean, there's some pretty decent ties in there. A um, mm-hmm. couple of teams that the... The Rangers have faced uh, in recent years Porto, uh, Valerial as well. Um, you know, you're, you're, I'll be no, Andy, no, no, Valerial. Sorry to stop you. They're not in there. Oh, are they? Because now they they played Atalanta last night. That game was held over because of the snow in Italy uh, from Champions League game. But basically, Valerial only did a draw. If Atalanta had won, that was to progress in the Champions League. So the loser dropped into the Europa League. So it was Atalanta that actually dropped. Oh, sorry, beg your pardon. Don't worry, listen, listen, you were busy filling the paper. <laughs> game, so we're not, there's no way I'm going to pull you up for that. Atalanta. Atalanta, okay, so I missed that. Porto, obviously they, they played Porto a couple of seasons ago. Um, yeah. You know, obviously uh, two each draw over there and two, two and a lot of iBooks, I think. That's right, yeah. Yeah. So I'm not sure that'll be a tie that uh, will hold too much uh, fear for them. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I think obviously Alan McCoy's talking about uh, Sheriff. uh, They obviously got a huge result against uh, Madrid uh, earlier this year. I think one of the boys that scored the goal previously played for Progress Niedercorn. Um, it's right. Sebastian Toon, I think he's, I think is his name. Um, he did, that's him. Yeah, yeah he did. So yeah, there's a few tasty ties in there, but I, th- I think the punters would, would would love to a trip to the new camp again. I mean, yeah. um, I was there in in 2007. Um, it was an, an incredible, it's an incredible place to visit. Um, obviously, at that time, Barcelona were. So almost at the peak of their powers. You you think back to some of the names they had: they had Ronaldinho, Thierry Henry, Javi, Iniesta, Puyol, and obviously Messi as well. Uh, Frank Rankard was the, the boss there. Javi's now in charge now. Obviously going through a bit of a transformational period. Um, they're now dropping into Europa League. I think it's the first time since was it two thousand? I think I think I read somewhere. Yeah, so right. so um, it's you know. It's probably the best ever time to get to get a Barcelona team if that's the draw they get. Um, yeah. But I mean, certainly there's a there's a few tricky ones in there. You know, Sevilla as well as a be one that they probably want to avoid. But um, you know, certainly, uh, certainly some mouth watering ties uh, available on come Monday. 
See, that, that's the thing, Andy. Any time these draws come around, whether it's a group stage or, or, or knockout stage, um, it's always a kind of balance, isn't it? I mean, obviously, Ali McCoy is seeing Sheriff because he thinks, well, or Sheriff, because he thinks that's the best chance of progressing, you know. But, I mean, what, what would you rather do? Would you rather go for the glamour? Um, because, I mean, look, you could, you could draw Sheriff and still end up getting put out. Do you know what I mean? Would I mean, you... I think at this stage in, in Europe, there's no every team's going to be of a decent standard, so there's going to be no gimmies. Every tie is going to be something that will push you. Um, in terms of you know what's what's to prefer, I mean Rangers have, have you know, made it to the last thirty-two uh, and the last sixteen, the last couple of years. So they've got ambitions are going one step further. So you know I think you know in terms of who they prefer, they want a tie that they've got a chance in. Um, yeah. You know, there are some ties there that I think you would definitely want to avoid. Maybe a Zenit as well, just with the travel. Um, you know, Sevilla are, you know, that they're absolutely past masters in this this competition. Um yeah. but you know, I think, you know, you know, Barcelona's a glamour tie, but crucially that they're not playing well. And yeah, obviously they get beat off a of Bayern the other night, and Bayern obviously top class side, and not for a minute we do we think that Barcelona don't have good players on their team, but it's just in terms of the confidence levels that they're at. Is there a vulnerability there? Perhaps might that play into Rangers' hands? You know, again, yeah, you imagine Ibrox sold out. You know, if these Barcelona players are are, are feeling uh, a wee bit down in the dumps, you know, does that give Rangers a chance? But also, it's, it's another it's another three months away effect for that tie. You know, Javi's only been in the door a matter of weeks. Does that give him more time to work with his players, get his ideas across? I mean, they've come away from that sort of ticky taka style. Uh, they, they were famous for. Um, he's obviously wanting to re-implement that, but does he have the players to to do that? Um, obviously, they don't have the the stellar talents that they had. You know, maybe only two or three years ago. Obviously, Messi's away as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think a glamour tie would be great, but it have to be one that they think they would uh, they get a chance of winning. And Barcelona, you know, it's you know, it's still Barcelona. You know, as much as I think the punters would love a trip over to New Camp. Um, you know, they've still got some very good players uh, in, in their squad, and they've still got Busquets, they still got PK, um, Dustegan and goals. Even though he, he made a bit of a howler the other night, um, but, yeah. But you know, I I think uh, you know Celtic have been to the new camp before and got results. So I, mean, I think Rangers would love to to go over there and yeah. get one themselves. If that and there is, and of course, there's a whole there's a, the emotional aspect to that. I mean, of, uh, with Giovanni van Bronckhorst having won the Champions League with Barcelona, so you've got all that to factor in. You know, um, I, I'm surprised you kind of glossed over Zenit a bit there. I thought with the the whole revenge on Rangers' mind, I thought Zenit might have been quite yeah. a good one. I know I take your point with the travel and all that, but I think I know it's difficult because. You know, Rangers have been involved so often in Europe so over the years. I know they had that gap, but I mean, what you want is something different. I always think you want something just a wee bit different. Um, that's why I think maybe Atalanta or something might not be bad. You know, just just someday, just 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 a new, it's a new stadium. You know, another stadium for fans to go to when they haven't been. You know, they've obviously they've they've done Seville, they've done Barcelona. Uh, obviously, Zenit was a neutral ground. Uh, you mentioned Porto, where they've been fairly recently. I think fans want a kind of new, a new experience, don't they? Yeah, I mean, even you see with Porto, I mean, 
a lot of them would have went to Braga as well, wouldn't obviously those two cities are next door to each other. I think a lot of the, the punters that went to Braga a couple of years back stayed in Porto as well. So yeah, I can get where you're coming from, you know. That's the, that's the beauty of these European trips. You get to go to places that you've never been, you've never seen before, and yeah. get a sample of them. So, um, yeah, listen, at this stage of the competition, especially the way it's it's lined up this year, where the, the, if you finish second in the Europa League groups, you face a Champions League knockout. It means you're facing some proper teams. You know, yeah. you, you, even if even if you finish third in the Champions League group, you've still had to cope with some some pretty top class opposition. And, and to get through that, so there'll be, and, and obviously some of the, the big names, there's huge names in terms of European football, some of these clubs, so, yeah, um, yeah I mean, I don't think there'll be a, I don't think there'll be a, a, a disappointing tie, whatever they, they turn it to be, yeah. even, I mean, even Moldova, I mean, if you have to go to Moldova, I was there recently with Scotland, 85 pence, pints uh, oh. is, is not to be sniffed at, so if it does turn out to be Sheriff, then uh, I'm sure the Bears will be will be happy with that. Yeah, and um, just in case, uh, the company's accountants listening. Did you put things <laughs> through in your expenses? <laughs> oh no, no, they, they all came out the, the, the personal first, so don't worry about that. Somebody's listening to this same a minute. He said it was three pounds. <laughs> <laughs> giving the game away there. Um, not, not, not in the not in the media hotel. It wasn't. It was, I know, it was more, more pricey in there. Uh, you're well looked after, Andy. You're well looked after. The game's been good to you. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, <clears throat> well, I mean, the game itself. Andy, there was nothing obviously at stake, you know, extra cash for a win, extra cash for a point. Um, I suppose the confidence levels, you don't didn't want to, I mean, I read your piece in the paper the other day, Giovanni Van Bronckhurst obviously didn't want to mix it up. Well, you, you were arguing that he might not want to mix it up too much in case he took a bit of a doing and then it dented confidence. But he managed to freshen it up a bit and they got the draw. So it was all good on the night. Yeah, it was it wasn't wholesale changes, six six changes, but you know, still I mean even some of the guys that came in like you know, Kamar Roof, you wouldn't exactly call uh, a fringe player. Um, yeah. John Lundstrom's started plenty of games this season. Um, you know, obviously it was good to see Nathan Patterson get a start. Um thought he did really well until basically the last kick of the game when he almost uh, almost gave away a goal. Yeah. Um Calvin Bassey, I must say when he played at centre-back, I think it was against Sparta Pag over in the Czech Republic uh, back in September, I think it was. Um, I had my concerns about him being as a centre-back. I didn't think, well, he's got a bit of the physicality. I wasn't sure his reading of the game or his ability in the air. He, was kind of, he seemed to lose the track of the ball in the air an awful lot. But since Van Bronckhurst come in and he's had to fill in there with Balligan and Hollander being out. He's been absolutely superb. Um, I thought he was so unlucky to get the own goal last night. Yeah, maybe just doesn't sort his feet quick enough. But you know, any time he was up against Dembele, who we all know has caused Rangers a lot of problems uh, in the past, albeit not a Rangers squad of this quality. Um, he handled them so well. He, he dealt with the, the physical aspect of it, matched them, didn't dive in. Um, I thought I thought it's another really encouraging performance for a guy not all that used to playing centre back. Um, I think that the the again Barisic, you know, doesn't stop a cross and that comes that that hurts Rangers with the obviously the ball coming in and ricocheting off uh, Bassi's shin and going past John McLaughlin. But in terms of other guys, Scott Wright, very bright, you know. I think we've, we've said last week that, you know, we Van Bonkers prefer to have, you know, out-and-out wingers. 
Um, Hadji's that's maybe an issue for Hadji playing out on the right hand side. He's maybe not his most comfortable there. Well, Scott Wright, that's exactly where he'll be his most comfortable. And you know, he took his chance last night, he got his goal. But Bright, aside that, going past players, you know, mucking in doing the defensive work as well when, when Leon were on the ball. So I, I was really encouraged by him. Um, you know, Hadji. I was a wee bit, a wee bit disappointed with him. You, you thought with him getting a, a run through the middle of the park, he's more sort of preferred number ten role that he would made more of an impact. But the game sort of passed him by for for the most part. But you know, encouraging you, know, given that was so many changes and yeah, it was a, a dead rubber. But this was an opportunity for a, a few guys that haven't been getting much game time to to stick their hand up. Uh, and I think a, a, a fair few of them certainly did that. Yeah, before the game, Andy. <clears throat> When the team came out um, and there was no place for Ryan Jack on the bench, there was real sort of concern among the Rangers fans. Um, obviously, he's made his... I think they probably saw this as a potential time for him to start. Um, if not, and certainly come off the bench. He'd been working up to that. You know, and Giovanni Van Bronckhorst then went on to say, explain, you know, in his pre-match interview that he'd suffered a slight setback. Uh, I mean, we don't know yet. When you'll maybe be asked to elaborate on that a bit um, at his press conference. How concerned are you um, about Ryan Jack and, well, his ability to get back to the levels that saw him become such a key player under Steven Gerrard? Yeah, as a, a concern, just because he's been out for it was the best part of nine months. I think it's one, you know, one or two appearances in the last nine months. Um, and for him, I just feel sorry for because he's missed so much yeah. over the last that 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 period. You know, such a key man. You know, we all knew Stephen Gerrard thought so highly of him, um, was a real fan of him, and you know he, he'd had a few injury problems uh, earlier on last season. Uh, overcame them. You know, played some uh, real some real key roles um, for Rangers. Uh, you know, around the turn of the year, then gets that injury against Dundee United, forces him off. Misses the title running, which you know, we know he's a boyhood Rangers fan, he would have been desperate to be a part in that and to, to play a part in you know the team the day that they, they won the league or the day that they lifted the trophy, uh, and then to miss the Euros as well. And the way obviously Stephen Gerrard sort of described it at the time was, Well, we'll get him done now, we'll get this injury, this operation done, we'll get him back for the start of pre season, and then that'll be him over the worst of it. And so, I thought. Everyone seemed to think, well, okay, he's, he's going to have to pay a heavy a heavy toll in terms of missing the Euros and missing the title running. But if it means he gets him back to his best, then then so much the better. But the fact mm-hmm. is that, you know, I think we were expecting back in pre-season. That came and went. We were told to be back for European qualifiers. That came and went. And, you know, by the time he does come back, and he looked okay in the couple of appearances he made. Mm-hmm. But then he never played against Livingston. You're thinking, okay, that's maybe just because of pitch. You know, pitch. Yeah. Then he's not he's not in the squad for the the Hibs game at Easter Road. And again, he's just out to start keeping back in. And I just feel, you know, so sorry for the lad because you know he's desperate to get back. You, you've seen, you know, we'll remember the, the League Cup final against Celtic. You know, he's coming off the pitch in tears. We know what playing for Rangers and winning things means to him. And if he denied that opportunity, I, I just I just feel for the guy because it's it's tough. And I think we all just hope that this is just a really slight niggle. Um, you know what it's like when you're coming back from an injury. 
because you're you're maybe lacking sharpness and fitness uh, and conditioning that when when you are trying to push yourself to get back to those levels, it can lead to problems elsewhere, we niggles, um, just through a lack of conditioning. But hopefully that's all it is and we see him back. So not just in a, a Rangers jersey, but also in a, in a Scotland jersey, because I think leading up to these uh, playoffs in March, you know, Steve Clark would be delighted if he could have somebody of, of Ryan Jack's stature back in his squad. Yeah. Well, with a quick turnaround, um, flew back straight after the game, I think, the team. Yep. Then, yeah, I think uh, Giovanni Van Bronckhurst mentioned that. So it's a very quick turnaround, and then it's a lunchtime trip to Tynecastle on Sunday. I mean, it doesn't get much trickier than that. I think when Giovanni Van Bronckhurst came in after the, the Premier Sports Cup uh, semi-final defeat to Hibs, you looked at it as a kind of a tricky set of fixtures, but he's, he's managed to negotiate them pretty well. Um, but when you looked at them, you know, Hibs away on a Wednesday, got the result late on, you know, Aberdeen away uh, at the end of the month, and this would be the other one you would be looking at as, as one that is really a potential for dropping points. Yeah, I mean, Tide Class away has always been a tricky fixture for Rangers, um, sort of more so in, in recent years. Um, then you look at, you know, the way he's negotiated, you know, he's had three away games, his first five games, four wins, uh, one draw, you know, you know, he obviously goes to Livingston, that's a a place where they've not so much, they've, they've had a couple of blips uh, in the last three, four years, um, but it's just not a place that Rangers have ever generally sort of felt comfortable playing at, and um, he effectively, they, they, you know, they strolled to victory there, um, then again, uh, at Easter Road again, another trophy, uh, tricky venue. You know, not a great performance, but dig out a result. So I'm sure that confidence will be high heading towards uh, towards Gorgon Sunday. Yeah. Um, right. Okay. Well, Andy, uh, Sunday. We'll see how Sunday goes, and then Monday. It'll be all eyes on Switzerland and that huge draw. The ties will be played next February 17 and 24. The Europa League teams are, uh, the teams who finish second in the Europa League are seeded uh, with the Champions League dropouts. Those who finish third in the, uh, their group uh, unseeded. So we will see on Monday who comes out the hat uh, and we can talk over that draw as well as uh, the event from Tynecastle. Um, so you have a good weekend, Andy. Cheers, mate, and to you too. And uh, we'll speak to you next week. Cheers. Thanks,